For America, I'm Hugh Hewitt, and that music means it's the Hillsdale Dialogue. The last radio hour of the week, every week, beginning in 2013, right through the present. And this is a very important week in the history of Hillsdale and Hillsdale in D.C. It is the week that the college expanded its Washington, D.C. presence to offer a graduate school and a master's in government degree inside the Beltway. Joining me to talk about the brand new Van Andel Graduate School of Government in Washington, D.C. is the dean of that school, Matt Spaulding. Dean Spaulding, first time I could call you that. <laughs> I've known it was coming at Van Andel Graduate School. Well, well thank you. This is a great, uh, a great thing uh, for Hillsdale. Uh, this is a major extension of our presence and our mission. But, but I have to say this is, I think, something significant for our country where it is right now in its future. Something lacking. It's markedly different. It's exciting. And uh, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to give the opportunity to be here and do this. And I think it's going to change things for the better. This is going to be a great, great school. Change how we think about politics. And, and we need it now um, in the life of this country more than, more than ever. So this is a great day. Let's talk about who this is intended to serve. There are graduate schools galore inside the Beltway. Most of them not very good. Most master's degrees, a bit routine, a bit rote. This is anything but ordinary, and I believe it will become the credential du jour, the one you've got to have if you want to rise in D.C. What is it, and how is it different from everything else that is inside the Beltway? Well, yeah, look, you're right. and, and I, I've been back here. I faced this dilemma when I was young, trying to decide how to continue my education. Um, graduate schools in Washington, D.C. are literally a dime a dozen. They're, you throw a stick and you'll hit one. They're everywhere. But they're all really based on a, uh, a smorgasbord approach to, to education. You take a dabble in this and dabble in that, get enough credits, and we'll give you a master's degree. And we think that's not only silly, but uh, really misguided and waste in education. So what we're going to do and what we've designed is a master's degree program in D.C. for working professionals that are working during the day and taking classes in the evenings and on the weekend as we're going to accommodate to their schedule. We don't like to accommodate. We're going to do that. But it's still going to be based on the Hillsdale philosophy that there are core fundamental things you need to know. And there'll be a core in this program that you'll take and you'll learn about the nature of politics and what it means to think as opposed to merely accommodating yourself to how D.C. works, the modern administrative state, the bureaucracy, and we're not going to teach silly things like healthcare one-on-one. You can learn that. That comes and goes. We're going to study old books and, and try to train the mind to think about politics, to think prudently in the way a, 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 what a statesman needs to know to, to govern well. That's all. Let me explain what happens in a typical D.C. graduate school. Can we play the Borg soundbite, please? This is from the famous Star Trek movie where uh, Captain Kirk and crew confronted the evilest of all evil things, the Borg. We are the Borg. Lower your shields and surrender your ships. We will add your biological and technological distinctiveness to our own. Your culture will adapt to service us. Resistance is futile. Resi- that is what happened. A graduate school <laughs> signs up in D.C., right. and they go into the Beltway Borg, uh, Matthew no, Spaulding. Right. There's a massive sucking sound, and it's your <laughs> intelligence being absorbed. Uh, look, the, the, the academy, we, we know, we've talked many times about how the modern academy has gone away, uh, its way into radis- And so in many ways, there's a lot, a lot of our politics. 
surprise, surprise, it's the same truth. And here in Washington, it's especially problematic because people come to Washington. They're interested in politics. They go to these schools, and these schools are actually teaching and strengthening exactly what the modern bureaucratic state is doing. So what you learn is how to how to accommodate to that in, in your in your way of thinking. So you learn modern theories of how government modern government works. That, that, so that's the Beltway Borg. Yeah, the Beltway Borg assumes continuing resolutions. It assumes deficits. It assumes that only Hill staff know how to make a law work. It assumes that the president can do A, B, and C, but not D, E, and F. It assumes that the Supreme Court has judicial review, which it does. I know since Marbury versus Madison, but it assumes that they can grant nationwide injunctions. It assumes so it much, Matt. just talked about, which is it assumes the way government currently works, which we're all familiar with. But the other thing it assumes, which is deeply destructive and intellectually deeply problematic, it assumes all the modern assumptions about human nature and the nature of history and politics that, that grow out of all the bad revolutionary thoughts of the course of the 20th century. It assumes all of that, which means it ignores to our great detriment and to the detriment of, of free government. It ignores the deeper understandings of politics that you get going all the way back to the, the Greeks and the Romans and the, and, the, and the serious thinkers of the past that informed uh, the Washingtons and the Lincolns and the Churchills. It ignores all of that, which means we can't recover serious thinking and statesmanship until we get past it. So this is a huge barrier, a barrier. So um, the people who are interested in politics, if they, if they learn politics that way, not only are they, are they learning the status quo, but they're, they're missing the boat. They're missing the forest for the trees. They're not learning about politics. Let me. They're not learning how to think. Let me uh, read two paragraphs from the press release, because I think this is important for the audience. Who is this for is always the first question about a graduate school. Let me tell you. And what, what does it cost is the second question. Who is it for? What does it cost? Students pursuing a degree from the Steve and Amy Van Andel Graduate School of Government will complete a total of 36 credit hours in three core areas, political thought and culture, American politics and statecraft. To accommodate working professional schedules, classes will be held on evenings and weekends during fall, spring, and summer semesters. Significant scholarships are available, often up to full tuition. The program will take two and a half to three years to complete. Students will have access to all Hillsdale College resources. The program is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission and licensed to operate in the District of Columbia by the Higher Education Licensure Commission. The formal inaugural class is slated to begin their classes in January of 2020, but the school will offer lectures and courses for a select pilot cohort in the fall of 2019. For more information, visit dc.hillsdale.edu or contact dcgradschool at hillsdale.edu. Now, Dean Spaulding, I went online looking for the application and couldn't find it. Have you posted an online application yet? Because you're going to get overwhelmed. The, the, the application is online and ready to go. So I think it might have been, we, we've probably filtered you out. Ah. You know, we have to <laughs> Tell us about the fact you've made it easy for professionals at work. Hill staffers, bureaucracy members, uh, people who are working in think tanks, people who are working in media outlets to go to school and get serious about government. Well, I mean, look, the, the we have what is an, a fabulous and excellent graduate school in Hillsdale, Michigan. Uh, 
anybody who's interested in getting a great graduate degree, especially if going into a PhD, I will be the first to send them there. It's a fabulous program. But it turns out, lo and behold, there are lots of people that come to Washington, D.C. for the right reasons, intending to do good things, and they're on their way to a great professional career. They're, they're speech writing. They're in journalism. They're practicing law. They're working on the Hill. And they are not going to give up that career, which is very promising, but they want to continue their education. This is why there are all these graduate schools in Washington, D.C. They, they, they want it for a professional credential, which is very good and important, but they're looking for an alternative. My point is that right now, in, in given the nature of the modern academy, but also something about our politics right now, there is no true alternative to the status quo. Um, so you can take a course here or there, find a professor at some of these schools here or there, but there's no actual course and program that is 100% dedicated towards this kind of thinking for those kind of people. And I want to underscore something that you said. A lot of students and a lot of young professionals, I'm thinking about being a 30-year-old lawyer in D.C. 30 years ago, 33 years, I'm 63, and having a law school debt to pay off. You don't want to take on more debt. you got to work. However, if you want more learning, the fact that often complete tuition is available here. I don't know, I don't know Steve and Amy Van Andel, but my hat is off to them because they understood how to un- unlock the door that stands in front of so many people who want this kind of seriousness of purpose in their graduate degree. They just can't take on more debt. No, that's right. So I mean, Steve and Amy Van Andel, they're fabulous people. Just had dinner last night with Steve Van Andel great man went to Hillsdale and he knows what this means and he knows why we have to do it. Um, we, that's we, important because we don't take your federal money. No federal money here. We've got our scholarships. We will come back and talk about that. Meanwhile, you might want to call your friends and neighbors around the District of Columbia or any young person in the United States who wants a graduate degree that matters that will help them make a difference. I'll talk about more with Dean Matt Spaulding. I love saying Dean Matt Spaulding of the Hillsdale Van Andel Graduate School of Government in D.C. Stay tuned. Welcome back, America. It's the Hillsdale Dialogue, the last radio hour of the week, every single week on the Hugh Hewitt Show. Everything Hillsdale is at hillsdale.edu, but I'm really focused this morning on the new graduate school, the Steve and Amy Van Andel Graduate School of Government at Hillsdale College's Kirby Center. The dean of that graduate school, Matt Spaulding, joins me. It's got a soft launch. They've got a few students there now, but it really gets going in January. And uh, Dean Spaulding, because people listening to the radio, I, I always listen to the radio. I'm always disappointed by hosts who do not spell out things. If you head over to the <laughs> dc.hillsdale.edu site, dc.hillsdale.edu, and you look for uh, a, the School of Government, about, and they'll say admissions. And you'll find that you need an official transcript. You need three letters of application. You've got to complete the application form. There is a $50 application fee, a writing sample is required, a statement of interest is required, a resume, a CV if appropriate, and if the initial phase of application is successful, the applicant likely will be contacted for an interview. Now, they probably heard free or almost free. That means the subsidy is huge and their debt ought not to be an impediment to it, but they may not hear rigorous, and I want people to hear rigorous. What does rigorous mean? (laughs) Uh, It's... It's going to be hard and rigorous uh, and serious. So what we're combining here is we're bringing Hillsdale's academic standards to D.C. Uh, this is going to be a serious program. You're going to read fun- fundamental documents, uh, original documents, going to the straight to the source. 
This is not about reading secondary ideas and that kind of thing. Uh, we're going to go back and read some Aristotle and Cicero and Thucydides and Shakespeare. Machiavelli, uh, study, that will uh, appeal to people. Machiavelli. Hegel, Locke, it's all going to be there. Uh, we're going to do American politics, so we're going to study a lot about founding and up to Lincoln, a lot of Lincoln, and then, and then statecraft, uh, which means we'll get into some practical things. Uh, we're not going to ignore that at all. As you know, you'll be the first to know, um, what we need in our politics right now and what we need generally, and this is something Aristotle, going back to Aristotle, recognized, um, is we need to understand immediate things, particular things, circumstances, you got to know them if you're in politics. And people tend to pick those things up. But the real challenge here is how do you design uh, your actions? How do you decide, how do you deliberate about those circumstances in light of something else? And that means we have to know something about our own regime and about principles. And that's got to be serious and rigorous. You can't do it by going to a conference or a weekend or a lecture. You've got to spend some serious time working through serious thinkers, and in particular, in our we, we believe uh, you need to spend some t- some serious time thinking through how a Churchill or a Lincoln or a Washington went about accomplishing their great deeds successfully, but they did so in light of those permanent and fundamental ideas that guided them. That's that's what we mean by statesmanship. This is not a a fun, let's quote the founders up on Mount Rushmore. This is a serious inquiry into the nature of prudent decision-making in light of first principles. It is not a trade school like law school. I, I've been teaching law school for 25 years, but because it's a trade school, even in con law, I, have to, I can only spend three uh, classes on how do we get here and what do we believe before I go to Marbury versus Madison, you know, a brief history of nearly everything. Right. Right. When Justice Gorsuch came to the Nixon Library last week, had a long conversation with Matt Spaulding, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, the, the dean of Chapman University Law School, and and he, I said Matt Spaulding, it's not Matt Spaulding, uh, it's and I can't think of his John name Eastman. right now. Yeah, John no, Eastman. John Eastman is no longer the dean. Matt Parlow and uh, Matt Parlow sat down with the justice, and he spent a lot of his ninety minutes talking about separation of powers, Matt Spaulding, but that's that. That was a great introduction and why it's so matter. But 30 seconds, you can't do separation of powers in 90 minutes. To fundamentally understand it, you can't. That's why, to go back to your earlier point about most graduate schools in Washington, D.C., they are actually trade schools. And what trade schools teach you is the immediate. Now, they oftentimes get certain parts of it right, and that's perfectly fine. Here's how Congress and the committee system currently works. But you got to do it in light of a deeper thing. Separation of powers comes from understanding of politics and human nature behind that. Why do we have the separation? What's the purpose and the good it serves? That's Don't go anywhere, to. America. Dean Spaulding will be right back with more on D.C., Hillsdale in D.C. Their new graduate school is open, taking applications, and we'll tell you how, why, when, and where after the break. Stay with us. Welcome back, America. It's Hugh Hewitt. I'm very, very excited about the opening of the uh, Steve and Amy Van Andel Graduate School of Government at Hillsdale College's Kirby Center. I've told you the specifics. I want to go over them again. Takes you uh, between two and a half, three years to get your master's in government. You will be studying under the uh, guidance of Dean Matthew Spaulding, my guest for this Hillsdale Dialogue. 
Uh, DC and Hillsdale.com is what, or on Twitter, DC and Hillsdale is what you want to follow and just go to Hillsdale.edu and find the graduate score, uh, program. What I want to focus on here is a very practical aspect. I'm the lawyer in the room, right? You're the academic. <laughs> I'm the lawyer in the room. What days and times are classes typically offered? Classes are typically offered in the evening, Monday so through Friday, right? 6.30 right, to 9 yeah, p.m. Classes are going to be the evenings, which means they're after hours. We'll start at uh, around 6.30 or so after work. Run into the evenings. The main courses, if you're just taking one course, we'll meet, meet once a week. And the other aspect of this, which uh, you'll find of interest to you, is we're also going to have a combination of three credit normal courses and one credit uh, with, a say, a Friday evening dinner and a Saturday. And you do that twice, and that's a one-credit course. And that's going to allow a lot of other people, including from our home campus, to teach. So, for instance, Dr. Arne is going to teach a course. R.J. Pestrito is going to teach a course. Paul Ray, the great classical historian on campus, is going to teach a course. Uh, we've got a lot of things lined up in a very in, in a program designed to allow for those kinds of additional uh, faculty from the main campus, as well as some pretty high-profile and interesting adjunct professors uh, who are going to be teaching the program as well. Now, each student will likely take one to three courses in a semester. The schedule depends on what is offered in a given semester and the pace at which the student wants to finish the degree. A minimum of one credit per semester is required. And I want to speak to the people out there who are saying to themselves, free, wow, almost free, that's great. It's not free. You have to work your rear end off, uh, Dean. Uh, Isn't that the case? Yeah, that's absolutely the case. This is going to be I, I, the most unique program in, in Washington, D.C., but I would expect it to probably be the hardest because it's the most serious. Uh, we're going to do serious things, and we're looking for serious students who are really committed. This is not, hey, I just go grab a degree and be done with it. I no, it, it most serious people who are doing serious things in their lives and really want to study how to, how to help save this country. I really would not be surprised if you found – Every Supreme Court law clerk who is staying in town after they finished their year at the court to want to come and spend three years with you getting a serious founding in political theory, because that is the introduction. A a year of clerkship is allegedly the highest academic experience for a lawyer, and it is. But that doesn't mean it's the highest academic experience. Or the chief counsel on judiciary or someone working at the State Department or Department of Defense, a lot of military, I assume, will want to do this. They will have a little bit more problem because they'll have a two-year tour of duty, but I'm sure you'll work with them. Uh, who are your initial students? What do they look like? Oh, so we have our initial, this is our kind of our soft launch students. We have a nice mix that, that was by intention. We have some uh, people from the Hill, so a you know, Senate staffer and a House staffer, a, someone from a think tank. Uh, uh, we have a, a lawyer who's um, uh, in the administration doing religious liberty. We have the head of, a, uh, of an institute. We have um, someone in the corporate world who does government relations. The, the point here is we're looking for the best people, really smart, and are doing the right things, young professionals in a wide array of areas who want to shape uh, political and, 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 and public questions. Uh, but we're looking for the ones that are the most serious that we're going to invest in, and we're going to work them really hard on the most fundamental things, in a very deep conversation uh, through seminars and and make them into better human beings. That's that's now, our I, objective. Now, what I want to warn people is they will have to give up their fun receptions. They're going to have to give up their softball league, and they're going to have to do it for three years. And they're going to have to give up, you know, their their church group. Uh, they can go on the weekends, but but 
the idea is if you do this at 30 or 25, you spend three years, then you have 30 to 40 years of serious purposeness ahead of you. I mean, you're not going to be a silly uh, person. You're just inevitable. You'll be a happy person. You'll have good humor, as almost everyone except Arn does at the Hillsdale College campus. But, but you won't be without a foundation. And so many people arrive with ambition, which is good. Ambition is the, what did Hamilton say? It's the uh, highest end of the noblest minds. But ambition right, right. untethered to actual learning is not a good thing. No, that's that's right. And so one of the advantages we have in Washington, D.C. is Washington attracts and really kind of self-filters people that come here. Uh, they do have the right qualities in terms of the practical qualities need to, need to be successful. Many of them have had a decent education, but not a great education. They need to deepen it in a serious way and think about it, prepare for their futures. Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, when Winston Churchill was a young man, he was the best student. When he was in the military, he spent hours preparing himself, including reading the public record of debates in Parliament, to teach himself how to debate the important questions, and he was preparing himself. He didn't know what for. He didn't know what was going to happen, but he spent time preparing himself as a young man for his own future. That's how it works. Lincoln uh, educated himself largely, but he studied Euclid very carefully prepare himself to be a good lawyer and a good thinker. Um, that's the model that we want to, to emulate here. It's not merely learning the doctrines or the party positions on you know, a list of 20 questions. You've got to learn how to think. And if you can think well about the most important things, then in the particular circumstances, you can apply those things and use the virtue of prudence, as Aristotle teaches us, to, to know what to do in particular conditions. That's what Lincoln and Churchill and Washington uh, did. But you need to have some time, some rigorous time, some serious time to think about this seriously. And in Washington, D.C., you've got to set that time aside. We will, we will work in terms of our scheduling. We're going to help make it, we're going to make it financially possible. We're going to uh, do everything we can to create the conditions. But you've got to commit your mind to doing this kind of a rigorous thing if you want to become that kind of person. And it's best to do that when you are young. I, I, I had Absolutely. occasion to discuss uh, recently with Dr. Henry Kissinger, the guy who taught me foreign affairs, Stanley Hoffman, an old friend of his, and they became political opponents. He taught the Melian Dialogue in the first class I ever had on foreign affairs. The Melian Dialogue still remained. The, 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 the representatives of Corinth saying to the Sparta, while you were at home, the Athenians are constantly abroad. The weapons change, but the dilemmas facing statesmen don't change, Matt Spaulding. That's right, and, and, and we will teach Thucydides. Exactly, you're exactly right. The permanent questions about the nature of politics, how to think about questions of justice, how to think about the good, uh, and what those things are uh, does not change. That's a permanent conversation. When you read those great books, you realize they're actually having a conversation which you need to participate in. Circumstance change, 1776, 1860, 1945, and today. Today we're in the midst of a broad crisis about what to do. But the ideas and how to think about it doesn't change, and you need to know that if you're then going to apply those principles under the circumstances. Now i got to ask you, Dean Spaulding, uh, when I 
studied under Straussians at Harvard many years ago. Harvey Mansfield would never slow down for the lawyers in the room, right? I, I had I like got like ten percent of what he was saying. Uh, so how ready does someone have to be? And I'm serious about this. How ready do they have to be? What kind of preparation do they have to bring to the table? What if they're a doctor? But they're also at NIH. What if they are a physicist over at Carter Rock working for my old friend uh, who, who's retired now, Mark Vandroff? What if they're a, a, a young Marine Corps lieutenant who has been learning the techniques of war? Are they ready to do this graduate program? Uh, well, whether they're ready or not, we'll see. Um, but they've got to be ready to do some serious work. But having said that, you, you're right and you're on to something there, which is, uh, some of the best people here have, have many very important things which are a component of a serious education about these questions uh, because there's, a, there's a, an important element of experience that goes into teaching, to teaching prudence and how to, how to do these things. It's not merely an ac- academic exercise. So part of the virtue, I think, of this school is precisely to combine serious and a rigorous study of ideas, uh, reading great books, studying the history of these great moments and these great statesmen with people that are actually engaged in the public, uh, engaged in public life and their work, because what they will, they will actually bring something to the table, which is also more, very important, which is the, the, the practical ability to be focused on something and be thinking about it and getting things done. I mean, an important aspect of, of, of statesmanship is uh, deliberation and, and command and decision uh, and, and people in those kinds of positions who are already engaged and well on their career are in a very good spot to now add to that uh, these other things to learn. But this is going to be a serious program. You can't just uh, you know jump in and, and not expect to have to write and do a lot of reading and participate in a seminar and be engaged and pressed by some you know pretty rigorous professors who have read these things and want to push you through them and guide you. Last question for this segment. Do you have to know Latin, Greek? Do you have to learn Latin, Greek? It's not, the, it's not a divinity school, but to what extent do you need to be able to read in the original? Uh, you, you, you don't. You don't. If you, if you, if you want to uh, go out to the main campus, they'll make you do that, uh, which is great. Uh, you don't hear because uh, we're, you know, we're more practical in the immediate sense. Uh, you're going you're gonna to read some of that translation, and knowing a little Latin will help, but you don't need to. But we know we need to learn those ideas uh, because those ideas are crucially important. But we're talking about people that are in the middle of, of things. They're in the midst of, of what's going on in the world right now. Um, we want to get them and deepen their thinking so they can continue their careers. That's the objective here with this school. They're going to continue their careers with a deepened understanding of the principles so they can go forward and continue to, to their, their, their work but also shape the country back to its how will how big will the first full class in January be, Matt? Paul, I know you've got a, a soft launch right now, but how many will be in a full class? Uh, there's been there's already a lot of interest in applications, but we'll probably be looking at something in the range of 15, 20, taking people in every semester, though. That's going to build pretty rapidly. Um, we're adding faculty space. We're going to see what the market's going to bear. We, we're pretty ambitious, as you know. Uh, we want to do a lot to turn and shape the country. Uh, but we, we need to keep it serious and rigorous to the level that meets our standards. So we'll, we'll see how that goes in terms of applications and people. But, uh, but we mean to do a lot and, and have a permanent uh, presence and a permanent shape 
on the current thinking about the future of, of democracy and self-government and these ideas in the city. One more segment on the network effects, which is a very practical way of looking at this. When we come back with Dean Matthew Spaulding, Dean of the New Steve and Amy Van Andel Graduate School of Government at Hillsdale College's Kirby Center. I repeat, don't let your debt stand in the way. Almost full financial tuition is available for everyone. Often full tuition is available for everyone who gets in. Go and look it up. I'll be right back with Dean Spaulding. Welcome back, America. It's Hugh Hewitt. Very special edition of the Hillsdale Dialogue this week. Dean Matthew Spaulding, Dean of the brand new Steve and Amy Van Andel Graduate School of Government at Hillsdale's College's Kirby Center. To find out about it, go to at uh, go to hillsdale.edu, look for the graduate school, and they will tell you all about it. Or go back and, and listen to this over at hughforhillsdale.com. Dean Spaulding, small classes, three years, two and a half to three years to get the master's degree, the old books, the important debates, the uh, the preparation to be free of the Borg that is the Beltway. I do want to mention, though, network effects. These are real mm-hmm. when you go to the right yep. graduate school. Would you tell people about what you expect the network effects of this graduate school to be? Look, there's a, um, a need to, to form a cadre of people who are serious about these questions. Uh, and doing so and being involved in that network of people, I think, will stem from serious study. Uh, let me give you the great historical example in this country uh, is the progressive movement. How did they change this country? They did through by teaching ideas that, that went out and changed the shape and direction of the country. But they had an intellectual bond, a bond of friendship developed in things like courses and reading books together. Um, that's what we want to create in a good way, in a good way that points us back to those founding ideas. I mean, the founders themselves, I mean, how many people, when we think about it, we talk about the founders, it was not a large group of people, but they had studied certain things in common. They knew the Greeks and the Romans. They knew their British history. They knew the debate about rights and what that meant. And they knew about their country and the circumstances and the particulars. Um, having that network of people and being involved in it and engaged in it um, is, is crucially important for yourself, for your own betterment. Uh, but it's also going to be crucially important to to activate these ideas and move these ideas in our politics. So I think that's an important component of this that oftentimes we forget. Most of these graduate schools, again, they treat you like some individual. It's a smorgasbord. You get a little cafeteria, and then you're gone, and then they ask you for money. We're actually looking to shape people, to form them uh, for their own souls, uh, but also for the the, the the types of citizens, of engaged, thoughtful citizens in the political life of our nation that we really need right now to preserve self-government. And that's so, that's what's motivating us back to our original Articles Association in 1844. We've been doing this for 175 years. This is an extension of that uh, for the good of those, those deep ideas, but also for our country. And if you want to, I, I reemphasize this, because a lot of people are carrying student debt around. Uh, tuition assistance up to full scholarship often available. It's for serious people. They make you work hard. You read the old books. You get very smart. You get network effects. But debt ought not to stand in your way. What it will cost you is the time that you would otherwise be spending watching Downton Abbey or the NFL. And that is worth giving up for three to four years Absolutely. Absolutely. in order to get well, what the, you need. The, the, the classical analogy of politics is the idea of a ship on an ocean. 
you, you, you know, the captain of the ship, he tacks and moves and goes different directions. And that's what politics is about day to day. But you got to be guided by a North Star so you know where you're going so you can get back on course. What I don't understand is if you're going to be involved in politics and be interested in what goes on in a place like Washington, D.C., how can you operate without a North Star? What's the point? Why are you here? And you need to learn that. You need to spend some serious time contemplating it, thinking about it, and seeing how other great statesmen were guided by the North Star. That's what we want to do, and that's how this is designed. It is designed to help as a practical matter. Um, you mentioned the, the funding. We, we don't take any government funding, so you can't bring us your federal loan. You can't come here with your federal money and get it forgiven. We're going to make it competitive by having scholarships and funding, and that's, that's how Hillsdale operates. And we're gonna, but we're gonna compete toe to toe in this market. We want, we want to have a better education in this market, and we're doing so. We'll, we'll create the conditions to do so, but we're doing so for the most serious reasons that go back to what Hillsdale stands for. And I, w- I want to add, Matt, most serious people to join us in that. I've attended seminars at Hillsdale, and even if you're bone weary when you walk in, the energy of a genuinely educational three hours is infectious and it completely energizes you. If you're a member of these small courses taught by the best professors in the land, you walk out just feeling like that was three hours of purpose. Last minute to you, Dean uh, Spalding. Look, I I think we're in a a great moment in in our history. There are some immediate reasons why we need to go back to this and think these things through. Um, you know, our, our core principles of our nation, the declaration, the, the permanent ideas behind our regime are being questioned. We're being overwhelmed by a modern bureaucratic state, the administrative state, all the things you talk about, we talk about, but you can't really change those things if you don't deeply understand them. And you can only deeply understand by spending some time reading books and studying these questions. And that's what we want to do. And if we can do that in a way that forms people that can change this country and revive self-government. We've done something great, uh, and we've done something good for our country, and it's going to be good for all those people that are involved in it. And that's that's what we want to do. The Steve and Amy Van Andel Graduate School of Government accepting applications for January. Head there now at dc.hillsdale.edu. dc.hillsdale.edu. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Generalissimo. I will all be right back here on Monday on the next Hugh Hewitt Show.